Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Two titans in radio come together for one great segment. It's Mark Daniels and Mike Bianchi on The Bridge. Eighties song of the day. Me hanging on. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Gloria Steinem. Oh, Gloria Steinem. <laughs> I was gonna say Gloria Stefan. I was gonna say it's not a bad guess, but Gloria Steinem. <laughs> yeah, she edited the song. She edited the magazine, here. and then she she was yeah. also a singer. Yeah, this is Kim Wilde. Oh yeah, Kim Wilde. Chris Vasquez was extremely upset when I got this quickly. <laughs> Kim, uh, Kim Wilde was a uh, music video vixen, uh, Mike, back in the late 80s and 90s. Okay, I know who Gloria Steinem was. Who was the Gloria you said you thought? I was Gloria gonna... Stefan, Miami oh, Sound Machine. Oh, okay, Gloria Stefan. Yeah. 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 The rhythm is gonna get you. The rhythm is gonna get you. I'm gonna be honest, I'm not quite sure there's a sports show in the world that's gonna have Gloria Steinem uh, mentioned today. What so was that you, magazine she you, had, you, 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 you she can't was, get that type of Was she of, the publisher uh, of the feminist magazine? What was it? Gloria Steinem? Yeah, wasn't she a, a feminist magazine publisher? The fact that you just looked at me, huh? I don't you even You have no idea who Gloria Steinem What was that? You, you, I mean, Daniels, these guys didn't even know what a collect call was. They didn't even know what a collect... What a collect call was? Yeah, a collect telephone call. Miss Magazine, by the way, was the magazine. Miss Magazine, yes, see? Uh, I can't fault him. I don't think there's any reason that Brandon Kravitz (laughs) should know what a collect call is. (laughs) Right. I've led a pretty clean life. You've never made a phone call in a phone booth, have you? Yeah, oh yeah. You have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because I I grew up in the... uh, when I was old enough to have devices like that purchased. Like now a kid would be purchased, you know, they'd get a cell phone at like 11 mm-hmm. or whatever. I had a beeper for a few years. And so if beeper. I was at, if I was at the mall, what are you I, pushing stuff in a corner? <laughs> that's what we call it a beeper pager. Anyway. Yeah, that in medical medical school or something like that. <laughs> so I was, yeah, that was the thing. I mean, you, if you didn't have one when you were 12, you were not cool. So I had one. And if you went to the Coral square mall in Coral Springs, and your mother needed to get in touch with you. She'd give you a little page, <laughs> hit you up with the one four three, and you had to hop into the phone booth. First time uh, uh, UCF plays basketball at Rutgers. The one year they were in our league, right? And we stayed at a, a name brand hotel, but it was an old hotel. And on the wall was six areas where there used to be payphones, and the payphones were pulled out. Oh, and I was explaining to players what used to be there, and they looked at me like, "Had no Dude, idea. What is your problem? Yeah. Like, well, there was a phone you put coins in. Yeah." What do you mean there was a phony put yeah. coins in? And like 10 minutes later, I'm like, why am I even having a discussion <laughs> here? They have no idea what this is right now. So, Big shot by Aubrey Dawkins last night, huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, good win for UCF. Uh, you know, UConn's not the UConn that mm-hmm. was, but still, they won both games against UConn. And uh, 
16 and 4. Nice win last night yeah. for the Knights. Yeah. After last night, UConn's, what are they now, $45 million in debt? <laughs> it's over 40. <laughs> the athletic department in debt at uh, UConn. Are they going to cut sports? I think so. Uh, and, and, and the big question was would they touch football? And right now, the AD and president says no. Um, I've said this before. If tomorrow you asked UConn fans, we will drop football and move basketball to the Big East, the vote would be 99 to 1 to do it. They, they, they would go into the Big East in basketball tomorrow in all sports and drop football. And I think out of 100 people, 99 would vote yes. Really? Yes. You know, for a while there, early in UConn's uh, you know football existence, when they were in the Big East, and didn't they make it to a a, a group of six or a New Year's Six yes. game yeah. at one point? Yeah, it looked like their football. And then Randy pro- Etzel took the flight back to go to Maryland. Yeah, yeah, it looked like their. They fo- played in the Fiesta Bowl, and his his flight then went to Maryland yeah. to accept the job. It and looked, then they hired him back. But did it look like their football program might take off a little bit? Yeah, I think that they felt like they could realistically be an eight-win program. But the problem is, in that part of the country, college basketball doesn't resonate with a fan base. That fan base college always... Football. College football. That fan base always waits for basketball season, and it's an NFL market. Um, and, and particularly in Connecticut, you're kind of split Giants-Patriots mm-hmm. and Boston-New York teams, and it's a, it, 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 it's a pro state, meaning that they prefer their pro teams... And then UConn basketball, men and women's comes along, and you know you win four titles in 15 years in basketball. You dominate in women's basketball. That's that's where your fan base goes. Uh, we've never played a game there where I think the crowd was above 8,000. And you're not going to change it. They live and breathe college basketball and pro sports. You're talking about you've never played a football game there where the crowd's above 8,000? A realistic crowd. Yeah, really? Never. Wow. Never. Wow. Yeah, and yet I don't think I've done a basketball game, even in blizzard conditions, where it was less than ten thousand. How's the bask? How is the women's basketball team? I was reading the story about UConn being so far in debt. How's the women's basketball program in debt? It's a good question, uh, and the answer to that is when you fly everywhere, and you have the same expenses that the men's basketball program has. And what's happened with UConn women's basketball? Off the subject a little bit is. They don't draw as much as they used to. Why? Because their fans are bored. Mm-hmm. Like they, like last night they lost a rare second game. They played outside the conference. They played Louisville. They played Baylor uh, and lost. Their fans, Mike, they haven't lost a conference game in like a decade. Ever, yeah. So, so <laughs> In this conference they've so, never lost So it's hard to convince fans to say, come watch the same game you've seen the last 70 times when they beat the opposition by 40. So they've seen a decrease in ticket sales also there. All right, you, you're sort of a, a, a dime store uh, psychologist a little bit, Daniels. I'll, I'll call you a dime store psychologist. Almost worth a quarter, but... Yeah. Oh, you mentioned Norm Chad. Norm was on our show yesterday. Did you know that? I mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah, I said that. Oh, okay, I didn't hear the beginning. Yeah, Sorry. okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the conversation. That was started. a great quote he had about the or a great. He, I don't know where he wrote it at about the Super Bowl, where he broke down American history into two parts. You know, American history part one, and then he goes through you know the, the, the Revolution, the yeah. Continental Congress, or, right. you know, Civil War, Reconstruction, Civil Rights, blah blah blah, and then he goes American history part two, the Super Bowl era. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It changed us. Yeah. Um. Why don't I hate the Patriots like I used to? Tell me that. Because I think uh, uh, in our age demographic, plus 30, <laughs> I think you have an appreciation for 
Uh, Brady, despite all the deflate gate and things like that, I think you have an appreciation for greatness. Uh, I think you have an appreciation for what Bill Belichick has done. My guess is... Uh, I uh, used to hate them. I well, used to just think they were cheaters and you know the 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 the, the titles are tainted, but, all but, of that. But but I think you appreciate greatness in sports that 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 the performance sometimes uh, you know evenly balances the sports hatred. It's easy, and I say this as a New York guy. It's easy to hate the Boston fan, yeah. you know, vice versa. Um, but I think you appreciate greatness, and, and I said this about Brady. You can hate the Patriots for all the things you talked about. You have to admire the forty-one-year-old player that still plays at an elite level that has this competitive drive to, to, to keep on doing this. And I think you have an appreciation uh, for Belichick. And I think in a free agency era w- w- where people move about, and yes, the Patriots have had their share of free agents, there's a system that they believe works, and, and, and the resume supports that, that you don't have to sign a bunch of high-priced guys. And they've swung and missed on some. But they've also found players. And, uh, like, regardless of who wins Sunday, you know Julian Edelman's going to make four big catches on third down somewhere. Yeah. And I think you admire how they can put their system in place. Here's the other thing, you know, you know, during Spygate and Deflategate and all of that, um, yeah, they got caught cheating, but they're still winning. It's not the cheating. I used to think, okay, they're winning because they're cheating. Now it's like, okay, so maybe they bent the rules a little bit, but they're still winning. There's, there's no, I mean, it's a good point that that it's one thing if the only titles they won are are, are, are titles that could be tainted. Yeah, but. You know, look at the dominance in that division. Look at the, 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 the numbers that Brady and Belichick have in the playoffs here. And, and I think at some point, you, you got to recognize what, what's great. If they hadn't have been in such an awful division over the years, I saw somebody tweet this the other day. Well, how much, I mean, obviously you win what you win and you're, you're, you're in the division that you're in, but. What if they weren't in such an awful division over the years? I know, but we play this all, all the time. What no, again? No, I disagree with that. Can't discredit I don't, them. I don't for have that. time to get into it right now, but I, I, I hate that theory. What, 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 what if Saban took Breeze? <laughs> Good boy. You know who knows? All right, we'll get, we'll get to the topic that not dominated the show. We've talked a lot about the Super Bowl today, but as far as a Orlando Magic topic, is there any way the Magic can trade Vooch now that he's made the All Star team? Sure, there is. Yeah. How? Uh, someone offers you a deal okay. and you say yes before okay. next Thursday at okay. 3 o'clock. Okay, but it would, have to be, it would have to be a haul of a deal, sort of like your Knicks got for Porzingis, right? Yeah, but you find a haul of a deal, and, and, and understand as I ask this, listen, I, 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 Nick Vucevic deserves what he got yesterday. Absolutely. He's played a season that's worthy of being in the All-Star game. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to take last night's game out, the video of him in the locker room and so forth, and now put your emotion aside and bring business into this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're acting like he's been a 10-year model all-star for the Magic. No. He's a player that was a really nice player last year and through 50-plus games this season has played above what his career has been. Okay, Let's not act like we're you know trading Kevin Durant Okay, here. I understand that. Now, I'm just saying- here's what I think has happened. Okay, and, and, and I think Brandon brought this point up uh, earlier today. The wrong guy made the All-Star team. You understand what I mean? The wrong guy made the All-Star team for the Magic because the right guy to make the All-Star team would be the player that you just gave a big contract Aaron Gordon, to. Yeah. Okay. If Aaron Gordon makes the All-Star team and Nick Vucevic is the Nick Vucevic we've had for the last six years, you have no problem with the thought of trading Nick Vucevic next week. If Aaron Gordon made the All-Star team, and how old's Aaron? 
24, 23, 24. If the 23-year-old guy that is the rising star makes the all-star team, you believe we signed the right guy, he's getting better, he's recognized Mm -hmm. in the league as an all-star, then there's no problem. The wrong guy made the all-star team for the Magic. And I bring that up because the wrong guy is the year he's had now makes Magic management think, do we trade this guy that's 29? Do we keep him? The problem with Nick Vucevic is, it's the five-year window. If he's 24, of course you sign him. If he's 34, you don't sign him. But he's 29. So you have to make that decision and maybe... Okay, but in, in, hold on yes. for a minute. It's not like Nick Vucevic has a skill set that's really going to deteriorate much with age. That, anyway, go ahead. With no, what, I understand yeah, that. Okay. But you have to make a decision that will he play at this level for the next contract that I sign him to. If you think that answer is yes, okay... Then ask yourself this question. Do you think Jonathan Isaac can do the same thing Aaron Gordon can do? Yes. Then you should trade Aaron Gordon if you're going to keep Nick Vucevic. Then you could look at an offseason and say, I'm going to keep Vooch. And by the way, the Magic may have already had that discussion. I mean, Nick Vucevic and the Magic may have pretty much an understanding that he's going to sign. I'm going to make up a number here. A four-year, $100 million contract, which in the NBA market, mm-hmm. probably what he's going to ask for. Um, then you have to make that decision. What's the market then for Aaron Gordon? Are there teams that believe he still has a huge upside? Because Brandon brought this up. We've all talked about this. A Nick Vucevic under a contract that pays about $25 million with Aaron Gordon and an Evan Fournier contract you can't get rid of, you are not looking at a roster that's going to change much next year other than the typical two veterans mm-hmm. because Terrence Ross likely won't be here and that's the roster. You know what that roster is today? 21 and 31. The Magic have three options, okay? One, they can trade Nick Vucevic and get like a mid-first-round pick maybe. Yeah. Or, and it'll make you as a Magic fan or someone who covers the team want to throw up in your mouth. Mm-hmm. All right? That's option one. And then you hope to sign somebody in the offseason that fills that void, okay? Then you could trade Aaron Gordon, and you're really revamping the future of this team and with that, you'd say we're going to sign Vooch in the offseason and hope to change the structure of this roster. Or you sign Vooch at the end of the year, and what Mark just said, you come back and you're exactly the same, and you better nail the draft to the point where that guy changes your team. Or Those Mo, are the three yeah. options. Or Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac better start developing quickly. Well, but, but again, I, I think the question for Jonathan Isaac is, and not the one Aaron Gordon to get hurt, do you think Jonathan Isaac – if given the playing time, I mean, one thing that I've defended, much as I've criticized that I've defended Aaron Gordon is different coaches, different GMs, different roles. Yes. They've somewhat settled in that this is his position right now, but do you think Jonathan Isaac, if given the same minutes, would produce the same level as, as Aaron Gordon? If the answer is yes, and you want to bring back Nick Vucevic, that's why I said the wrong guy made the all-star team. In an ideal world, Aaron Gordon would have been the one that elevated his game to the point that he now is an all-star that you think can attract players and build around. Otherwise, this is the roster. It's why you can't get emotional about last night. I, I'm I don't not know emotional the, about but, last but, night. Well, you are, because your thought is you can't trade him now because he made the all-star okay. team. I agree. It's awkward that if on February 17th he's wearing a Western Conference jersey <laughs> before he wears the Eastern Conference jersey, 
uh, for the Mark. Uh, Mark, I team. said if if if. if the Magic could get a haul for somebody like Nick Vucevic, but they can't. I mean, he's a six-week no, rental. That is, he's a six-week rental. And that's the problem. That's why I said I didn't think the market was as big as people claimed it no. was for Nick Vucevic. I mean, who's going to trade for Nick Vucevic and give up a lot for six weeks of Nick Vucevic? Unless you're a contending team that thinks that uh, you know, once get I get him, well, that once I get him, he'll want to stay here. The one thing that you can sell, if Vuce goes to a definite playoff team, not a possible, but a definite playoff team, the one thing you can sell him is, what's back in Orlando for you? That's under 500. That's not a playoff team. You know, I mean, I know you guys talked about this. Well, he could always wink and come back. Well, t- he would have to sit out. He would yeah. have to, it would take a year. Right. So that's the selling point. I mean, if there's a, a, if there's a contending team that he could go to, their, their selling point is we're ready to win a title. In Orlando, you're not winning a title. That's why it's really interesting. That's why yeah. the wrong guy was an all-star. Yeah. Speaking of halls, were you pleased with what the Nick got? The Knicks got for Porzingis. As a Nick fan, I'm not that upset. Now I say that because I've been living in misery for 40 years. Um, I think that both sides are the plan. I mean, the Nick management's atrocious. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Dolan's a terrible owner. But I don't think Porzingis believed that the Knicks were making the right moves. I think the Knicks don't think Porzingis was all in. He's an unrestricted free agent this offseason. He would have gotten a massive contract offer. In fact, the Mavericks were likely one of the teams that were going to do that. The Knicks had a right to match and give him the additional year. And therefore, I think the Knicks were like, okay, if we do this, then we've eliminated the two max spaces we have. And do we believe that Porzingis is a true star? Maybe he is. Now, I think this is going to work out good for Dallas. If he's healthy, he and Doncic could you know, be a perfect combination. The Knicks better know something. Like, they better know that someone's already given the wink that they're coming and that someone you hope is Kevin Durant. It's probably Kyrie Irving, though. Okay, you better know that you're getting, because if at the end of this, the Knicks have overpaid for Kemba Walker and Boogie Cousins, I don't know what you're selling then. So I'm willing, as a frustrated Knicks fan, to sit there <laughs> and a, say... As a Magic Follower, I'd, I'd love to have Kimball Walker and I'm, Boogie I, Cousins. I'm frightened about giving Boogie Cousins $25 million. But, but the, the, the wishful part of me says, done. I got Kyrie. I got Kevin Durant. Oh, stop I it. got Zion Williamson. And I'm the best team in the East. Seriously, what makes the Knicks think that they're I – mean, as, as dysfunctional as you just said they are, you've been a Knicks fan your entire life, what makes them think that Kevin Durant's going to want to come there? Why would um listen, forget me and my blinders mm-hmm. or being blind to this. There are basketball people that think that Kevin Durant that this is a scenario that he envisions. The guy that saves New York. That that, 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 that this is the circle of the career mm. to do it. Now, now he would get a, a lot of credit for that. Now, as a Knicks fan, I have watched the Knicks in the last decade have as much or more cap space than anybody and signed no one. Yeah. Okay. So, so, um, and I'll tell you why Dallas also did this deal. You know, who else next to the Knicks has had the most cap space since they won a championship? The Mavs. And, and they signed no one. Yeah. The closest they came was DeAndre Jordan, who was held hostage by the Clippers for 72 hours. And so they finally got DeAndre Jordan and then they traded him. Yeah. Remember that? <laughs> remember how they were dying to get Dwight Howard back yeah. in? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I get why the Mavs did it, and and you know sometimes deals work out for both teams, and it may end up uh, being the case. I mean the Knicks get two number ones, one of them could be really good. So I, 
Uh, uh, I'm not totally upset by it. You got not it. totally upset. He's a little giddy. You're happy. That's what Daniel's you giddy. Uh, You're happy. The Knicks have 10 wins. Now, it, it worked. It, it took a while, but it took 50-plus games to get the worst record. So, I mean, you got it. Look, when David Fisdale is asked questions about why Enos Cantor's not playing, and he goes, does it matter? That's a great answer. <laughs> That's a great answer Take right there for data. you. It's a great answer. Hey, real quick, you're, you're, I know you've read about this and, and, and have an opinion. So Missouri's hit with the ban yesterday for, yes. for academic fraud. Correct. Did you see the NCAA tried to explain why Missouri is getting Because they cooperated. No, but but why didn't why didn't North Carolina get hammered for academic? Excellent question. Huh? Excellent and question. the NCAA tried to address it, but they didn't address no. it to my Multiple satisfaction. Multiple programs received postseason bans and probation and reduction in scholarships because the tutor did work for players. The NCAA report doesn't blame the players at Missouri. They blame the tutor, yes. but the penalties are so severe. But at North Carolina, it just didn't end up the same way there. But here's the funny thing. of the Why do you think that is? You know why it is, for crying out loud. Because they're one of the protected You don't touch the Blue Blood programs. But you know they have these famous conference calls when the ruling goes down. Mm -hmm. And the NCAA person the conference call has asked the question because in the report, they give credit to Missouri for cooperating with the NCAA. So the question was, would Missouri have been better not cooperating because the NCAA then would not have had the evidence? And the person said, probably. Meaning... Had they not given us this information, it would have made it more difficult for us to levy the penalties that we had. So the lesson learned is what? Don't cooperate with the NCAA. T.K. Weatherall, former president <laughs> of Florida State, God rest his soul, he just died a few weeks ago. He often told me after Florida State got hammered for their little academic fraud with that music appreciation course, he said, we, we gave them everything, we, and then they hammered us. Right. Yeah. He goes, we should have never given them that. anything. I think you wrote about that, and it was like, yeah, in hindsight, when they say, can we get access to this? No. <laughs> Figure out your own. Now, if you get the evidence, then penalize us. But I'm not giving you the case. It's like asking the person that robs the bank, take me through it. Sure, let's go back to the bank and let me tell you exactly what happened. No, investigate yourself. I'm not doing it. Peace, love, boil peanuts. Have a great show. Be the sports next. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.